Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. A mid-morning dance with the devil from the farmer of fury. It's more like Boris Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Live from College Green once more at the heart of the Westminster Wobble. It was size of relief all round last night in Westminster as Theresa May just about managed to convince herself and her acolytes in government that she was still in office, albeit not in power. The Prime Minister managed to scrape a pyrrhic victory in the secret no-confidence ballot with 200 votes to 117, but of course 162 of those votes were from Tories on the government payroll. And we'll be talking to people who voted for her, people who voted against her, and of course people from all parts of the political scene who are not really quite sure what happens next. In order to secure the victory, she had to promise to listen to her enemies and promise not to lead the party into the next general election. One week after I called for Theresa May to resign, she might as well have done that. That is the only way to change what is now a certain defeat, surely in Europe and in the Commons in January. Today, Theresa May is heading off on another pointless mission to the European Union, where she will attempt to, in her words, get legal assurances about the Irish backstop. She's not going to get them. They're not going to give them to her. It's all a further colossal embarrassment, isn't it? This will be the last Christmas Theresa May in Downing Street. The big question is, who's going to be there next Christmas? 0344 499 1000. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, live from College Green, right here on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Joined now, though, by Charlie Mullins, uh, the man who probably more famously uh, left the Tory party and decided he was going Lib Dem in order to uh, support their cause uh, to stay in Europe, right? Charlie, very good uh, morning to you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us. Now, um, it's very cold, and I'm sorry to make you sit here in the freezing cold. I promise not to keep you here too long. Um, what do you make of it all? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to totally agree with your last uh, caller in. Matt Absolutely Kelly, yeah. spot on. Now's the time to uh, cancel Brexit, give us a bit of breathing space. It's quite obvious now that Theresa May is not capable of running um, uh, the Conservative Party. She's not capable of being Prime Minister. She's more or less admitting that by saying, you know, I won't carry on. Why should we keep her in charge of Brexit 
probably one of our, our, our biggest decisions uh, in, the, in the last 50 years, and we're still leaving her in charge. She's not capable, she's got no authority, she's got no power, she's a lame duck. Undoubtedly now, it's a people's vote. But the problem is, though, uh, and I never let anybody use that phrase, people's vote, on my show, because we've already had a people's vote. You could call it a second referendum. What did you referendum. say, people's vote? You could call it a third referendum if you want, uh, but, you, but we've already had a people's vote. You know, it'd be people's vote mark two, won't it? Yeah, but, but with respect now, we're all a lot more aware of the circumstances. Are we? Do you think? Well, undoubtedly. I mean, all the experts are telling us now how bad it's going to be. You've got a lot yeah, of Yeah, but they don't know how bad it's going to be. That's the point. Well, I mean, my who do we listen is, to, is, though? Is, I mean, uh, do we listen to Theresa May, who, who, you know, with respect, I wouldn't put in charge of a broom. I wouldn't either. listen to the experts? Yeah, but except the experts are the people who have been advising the government. The experts are the people who have advised us that if we didn't join the euro, we would have been in a terrible place. I mean, all of the experts in all of these situations okay, well, have got everything wrong. Let's, perhaps we should listen to, the, to, to more plumbers, then, because... I'd be more than happy to listen to plumbers, to be okay. honest, more than these people. Well, what I'm saying now is quite obvious that, that the campaign was made up on lies and propaganda. We're now in a situation that we can stop this before it gets any, any worse. Well, you say that, but I mean, it appears that we can't even get probably one of the most unpopular prime ministers and one of the most unpopular leaders of the Tory party out of office, right? The Tories can't even manage to do it, that, well, and the right. Labour Party I mean, don't seem willing to do it, so we're stuck with it. You, you are right there. I mean, our own Brexiteers, you know, want her out. You've got a third of our own party don't want her in there. There's no way that the... the um, that the deal was going to get through Parliament. I mean, that's so obvious now. Um, you know, I could sort this problem out straight away. It's really simple. You cancel Brexit, you withdraw Article 50, and the best deal we've got is the deal we've already entered into. Um, it's been a great deal for a number of years now, and why would we come out of something that's just doing the country well, very a, there's, good? There's one good reason why you can't do that, right? And the one good reason is is that the people of this country have voted to leave the European Union, and you can't just steamroller over them well, and go, you say oh, that, you're all idiots, you didn't know what you were doing. Well, yeah, but look, with respect, again, you say that, we you voted, we voted Theresa May in, and now we've had another bash at it, you know, so she's been given a second chance, why can't we have a third referendum? I don't see the Well, problem. you can have a third referendum, but equally, there's no evidence to suggest that anybody uh, would change the result because in fact no, well, all the people that I speak to and the people that ring into this show all the people on Twitter that I know and nobody has changed their mind from, from leave to remain yeah, I well, know. Look, you, you, you may well be right but all I'm saying if that's the case why don't we bring it on give the people another opportunity and if, if we if we if, if they say we've got to leave, then unfortunately we leave. But I think you'll find, you know, my view is, and the people I speak to, and the people in business, there's so much uncertainty out there now, we don't need to gamble well, on you Brexit. say that, and I, 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 I bow to your superior knowledge of business, because uh, you're a businessman and I'm not, but we were talking just the other day to somebody in the City of London who said uh, that actual rental property in the City of London is in more demand now than it's ever been. Yeah. And the centre of the city, uh, in Canary Wharf and other parts, where lots of banks are, you know, it's not being deserted by the banks. We were told that they were all going to go to Frankfurt. Well, we were told that loads of unemployment would happen. That's not happening. Uh, you, you, you are right there, but you've got to remember that Brexit hasn't kicked in yet. And, you know, it's getting, you know, from a business point of view, it's getting a lot harder now to recruit staff. Uh, less investment is coming over it. I don't think it's now we're talking about, you know, it hasn't hit the fan yet. And when it does hit the fan, you know, undoubtedly, 
you know, even the, the, the governor of Bank of England has said we're going to be financially worse off. Land Rover are moving... Yeah, but he doesn't know that, and that's my point. You know, all these people that come out and go, oh, we're going to have a terrible crisis, it'll be like the 30s again. Mark Carney is talking absolute uh, cobblers. He doesn't have really? a clue. And yet they put him in charge of Bank of England. I know, England. incredible, isn't it? Uh, but then you, again, you, you wouldn't could, believe it. You could say the same with... Um, with Theresa May, you yeah. know, and they put her in charge of the country. Yeah. Well, this is a woman who, you know, two and a half years ago was telling us why we should stay in the European Union. Now yeah. she's telling us why we should leave. Well, you, you know, she comes up with this stupid idea that uh, no deal is better than a bad deal. Yeah. Anybody in business knows uh, any deal is better than no deal. And, you know, it's time for, a, you know, she is needs to step down. Because, I mean, the point is, is we have apparently now voted into law the fact that we leave the European Union on March the 29th. Now, apparently, that has to happen, regardless of whether or not uh, the, 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 the deal is done, whether or not everybody likes the deal. I don't believe a word of that, because the no. politicians are telling us every single time, we must do this, we must do that, we can't pass that line, we have passed that line. Everything they say turns out not to be true. No, I'm totally agreeing with you, but, but what, we, what we are being told is we can stay in the EU, all we have to do is withdraw Article 50. Um, you know, but do you really want to do what the European Court of Justice tells you to do? Well, uh, you know, are we going to be worse off? You know, you know, I actually think we're going to go into a recession if it carries on. Ah. The country's in, in, in a mess at the moment. There's so much uncertainty. Investment has stopped, evidently, coming uh, into the country. I, mean, I don't believe that. Well, again, I've been speaking to financial... You'd start, well, you'd start rowing an empty phone box. I could, that's what I do. Uh, but, I mean, the point is, is, if that's the case, why are all these foreign banks renting space in the city of London for the foreseeable future? Well, you if say you that, say there's no investment. Look, look, I think we have to, we have to be, we have to have common sense has got to come in, and you know, undoubtedly, you know, the economy is going to suffer over coming out of uh, the EU with no deal. If we come out with a bad deal, we're going to suffer. The best deal we've got is the deal we've already got. Okay, Charlie, good luck with it all. Um, don't give too much money to Lib Dems; they'll only waste it. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Um, I'd rather give it to them at the moment than, than... Look, at the end of the day, what we all want is what's the best for the country. Exactly. And let's hope we can all get together and resolve the problem. Absolutely right. Charlie it's been Mullen. lovely arguing with you. Pimlico Plumbers, thank you. Welcome back any time. This is Talk Radio. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. public credit to keep yourself in power whilst offering a non-Brexit deal as the only option. MPs, get a spine. Well, we're going to talk to some more MPs this morning because uh, they're all trying to uh, prop up what looks to me like a finished Prime Minister. Some are trying to get rid of her. Some are trying to call for a general election. Uh, everybody's got a different view. Right, right now we're going to talk to Peter Bone, uh, MP, of course, for Wellingborough, uh, who voted against Theresa May last night. Peter, a very good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Can you tell us why you voted against her and why you couldn't get any more of you uh, than you did? The reason voting against was because um, the Brexit proposal from the Prime Minister is just not Brexit. It's not uh, anything like what the people voted for. And she wasn't going to change her policy, so a number of us decided the best way was to try and change the Prime Minister. And the result is 
I think something close to nearly 40% of the parliamentary party voted against her. And I, I really don't see how she continue unless she goes back to Brussels and gets a much better deal for the British sure. people. Well, that is the big question now, isn't it? A lot of the newspapers are seeing this as very much a Pyrrhic victory, something that is not going to sustain her in the long term. And I don't really see, unless you know something I don't, Peter, uh, what she's going to get back from Brussels that she hasn't already got. No, I I think the EU just won't give anything. And it's difficult to see any outcome now other than coming out of the European Union WTO rules, which I, I don't see as a problem. I mean, in fact, you'll have a benefit that we'll have £39 billion that we can spend in this country and not give to the EU. But it's um, it's not clear what is going to happen. But it's but the Prime Minister just doesn't have the confidence of, of the party in Parliament. And I don't... Well, I, I actually think she should step down and we should have a new leader who would take us forward with a proper Brexit policy and unite the party. And what will you see over the course of the next two or three weeks, do you think? I mean, obviously, it seems to me like she's going to survive through Christmas, maybe spend the last Christmas at Chequers, uh, possibly with uh, uh, with her husband. But come January, I mean, the knives are going to be out for her, aren't they? Well, it, all, it entirely depends on um, whether she can get a proper deal out of Brussels. I mean... Is, people don't dislike the Prime Minister. They don't, they're not calling her to go for any other reason than the fact that she's failed spectacularly on getting uh, the Brexit that the people voted for. If, she, if somehow she could change that, uh, then that would be marvellous. I mean, if it, that's the Christmas present I would want. Um, but I, predicting what's going to happen at in, in this, uh, this time, I think, is very, very difficult. Because presuming that she doesn't get anything particularly substantial from the from the Brussels uh, people other than some kind of dodgy legal assurance which may or may not be um, you know differently interpreted by different mm. people um, you know why would you think that the vote would even be any given any chance of, of success in Parliament well I, I, you would expect the parliamentary party to vote the same way as it did yesterday which means that um, the, it would go down to a huge defeat unless a lot of Labour MPs voted with the government and if it's a if a major policy of the government has to can only get through with Labour votes, then we really are we really do have a problem. Yes, and I've got an interesting tweet here from somebody called Chloe. He says Leave voters were called extremists and misguided by government ministers on television, unchallenged. I am so sick of this. Seventeen point four million and probably more now are extremists. It's a dangerous game to play. They should be careful about the words they use to describe Brexit supporters. And I mean, I think that's right, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, the Chancellor used those words yesterday, and to the the great credit of the Prime Minister, he was slapped down at the 1922 committee. She said there are no extremists uh, in the Conservative Party. To to insult 17.4 million people isn't a bright thing for any politician to do, and I think the Chancellor really ought to apologise for that. Yeah, well, there goes his leadership bid, I suppose, with the Tory party. But, uh, you know, who do you fancy? (laughs) (laughs) Who do you fancy if it's not him? I, well, it's certainly not him, but um, I, I just want somebody who will, who's a leader, who will deliver the, the Brexit people voted for. Um, so, again, it could be the Prime Minister if she, if she manages to get the policy changed. But that's the important thing, not the personality of the policy. We have to deliver the Brexit people voted for, and the current Prime Minister still just doesn't do that. But hasn't it become very clear as well, Peter, that the Remainers in the Tory party and the Remainers in Parliament are very much trying to make this thing not happen? That they are basically either offering a very watered-down version of Brexit uh, or no Brexit at all? 
I think that's entirely correct. I think that's exactly what they're playing for. And of course, we know we have a remain a parliament, but we delegated this decision to the British people, and the British people quite rightly said, let's leave the EU. And um, my colleagues have to have to honour that, but some of them are trying desperately not to do what the British people mandated them to do. Mm, no, indeed. So, uh, Peter, what's your plan? Are you hoping... I mean, you sound as though you still believe in Santa Claus, to be honest, if you think she's <laughs> going to come back early from Brussels. I mean, I know it's Christmas and all that, but please, you know, mm. do us a favour. <laughs> well, I, I've given up. The only thing I will predict for the next uh, few weeks is that uh, Christmas Day will be the 25th of December. Anything else, I think, <laughs> is a fool's game. I've got no idea. <laughs> to be honest, you're going a lot further into the future than most people I speak to these days. I mean, I had, uh, I had uh, the, the Lib Dem spokesman on Brexit on the other week and he only would only predict 48 hours in advance and he got that wrong to be honest so so that's where we are i'm afraid (laughs) okay well listen thank you very much indeed uh peter bone there uh, talking to us he voted against uh theresa may staying he voted uh with no confidence in the prime minister and yet she's still there she's going off uh to uh, brussels today uh she's going to supposedly try and come back with some kind of legal assurance what that can be i will never know nigel evans is going to be on uh, very shortly uh he's of course uh been a great supporter of talk radio's uh, debates over the time that we've been talking about this whole Brexit scenario. We'll find out what he makes of it all. Uh, not the BBC has tweeted me saying, I'd love to see if May's inner circle tipped letters over 48 themselves, then rush through the vote. Uh, the ERG states they thought it would be Monday uh, and they were not ready. Um, Abby Cat says, please don't interview the Tory spin doctors. They are totally unbelievable. What a waste of time. Chris, whatever his name is, just spouted the party line. Well, to be fair, that's what he was supposed to do, um, which no longer holds true. Uh, says Abby Cat received a hundred letters and emails from who? Methuselah. Does anyone write letters anymore? That's a bit harsh, I have to say. All out first and fast throughout the day today, only on Talk Radio. More gun talk from a water pistol from the farmer of fury. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. We are live from College Green in Westminster, of course. We've got loads of calls to take, and we will be taking them. 0344 499 uh, Red Feather says, why is it that only Remainers think Leave voters were duped? Don't hear many of the 17.4 million voters complaining that they were misled, uh, didn't know what they were voting for, and want another go. Isn't that strange? Well, it is a bit strange, Red, isn't it? Because I'm not sure we do know more now uh, than we did then. The idea that somehow people didn't know what they were voting for is a load of old rubbish, as far as I'm concerned. West Streeting is here though now. Welcome, Wes. Thank you very much Good for morning. joining us. A bit chilly. Uh, you're looking it's quite really serene. Cold. It's really, you're really looking, cold. You're yeah. the only person I've seen without a hat and gloves and a, and a, and a, and a scarf. I'm putting there. a brave face on it. Yeah. Now listen, we have reached uh, what every with every day that I've been down here this this uh, this week, I've been reaching a, a, an ever further low that I never thought we would actually see. We now appear to have a prime minister uh, who is not only got the, uh, the confidence of her own party, or rather has not got the confidence of her own party, uh, but has not really got the confidence of the people who voted Brexit, uh, does not appear to have the confidence of the European Union, uh, doesn't really appear to be in anything other than in office and not in power. I, I, well, I completely agree. I mean, I think the striking thing about the no confidence vote last night is that although Theresa May won, when you take into account that all of the ministers will probably have voted to keep her more than 80% of Conservative backbenchers voted no confidence. Mm. And when you think about the fact that her Brexit deal is due to come back, she's kicked it into the long grass, won't be until the new year now. 
I don't see how she gets the deal through because the the vast majority of the 100, 100 or so 117 Conservative MPs who voted no confidence are completely opposed to May's deal. So I think May lives on, but the deal is dead. She lives on to an extent because some of the Tories I spoke to this morning, a couple of them didn't vote for her, but said they were willing to see what she comes back from Brussels with. Now, she's over there today. She was over there earlier in the week. She's been over there a million times. I can't see what she can bring back other than a sort of slight rewording of the previous legal advice, which won't mean anything, will it? I think that's right. I mean, she, and, and even the objectives she set out, you know, she said to the House of Commons, I want some reassurances. And you could see her MPs almost sort of, you know, pulling their hair yeah. out because they're kind of thinking what do you mean reassurances we don't want reassurances we want an end to this backstop um so i i really think that the the you know the, the political leadership drama is over but the political crisis has barely begun and what's going on inside the labor party because of course an awful lot of people want to know when and if jeremy corbyn uh, is going to have the cojones to go for it and as yeah. of yet we don't see that well the view of the labor leadership is that we can't at this stage win a no confidence vote um whether that's the right assessment or not, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the arch-Brexiteers on the Conservative side are, still, side are still absolutely furious with Theresa May. Whether they could be tempted to bring down the government with the motion of no confidence, we'll see. Um, but ultimately, you know, Labour's policy, which we agreed at our conference, was very clear, which is... Yeah, we, we want a general election, but if we can't secure one, which seems to be the case, then, then we should be arguing for a people's vote so that people get a say on the final deal, not just 650 MPs. But is there any kind of mandate for that as far as the Labour Party is concerned, or indeed as far as anyone is concerned? I mean, we hear an awful lot, and you heard me reading that tweet out there, yeah. uh, that people who say, well, of course, you know, those who voted uh, to leave didn't really know what they were voting for. Most leaving voters are very insulted by that. No, and I can understand why. I mean, my sense is, I mean, I represent a constituency where about half of people voted leave, half voted remain, and I talk to everyone, and my sense is people got very strong views and very strong sense of why they voted leave. The problem, I think, is, and the, and the anger they feel now, is that what they were promised, what they voted for, isn't being delivered. Mm. Um, and all I would say at this stage is that the sort of the pie-in-the-sky promises that were made by people like Boris Johnson and David Davis and co., together they can't be achieved you know we were told this would be the easiest deal to negotiate it would be a piece of cake david davis then walked out of the government having said that you know the the idea that you can just leave the european union and have a booming economy is shown not to be true so i think that's why i mean i feel really strongly that the, the deal that theresa may's put forward in my view doesn't really bear much resemblance to what leave voters in my constituency voted for and i think it's right both you know practically to break the political deadlock in Parliament but as a point of principle to say to people are you happy to leave the European Union on these terms or would you rather not and I think ultimately it should be millions of people that decide the future for our country not just 650 MPs. But you might also make the argument that there's millions of people deciding on the future for our country that have got us into this mess in the first place. I wouldn't be one of those people making that argument but you could make it. Yeah, I think the problem is, though, I mean, I accepted the referendum. I voted to trigger Article 50. I thought, I'm not going to stand in the way. I'm trying to be constructive. This looks like such a mess for our country now. I would much prefer to remain. But having had a referendum, I don't feel, even as a Member of Parliament, I would not feel at all comfortable in 650 MPs taking that decision after millions of people have voted for something else. I think we've got to move forward with a principle of consent. And, you know, if voters are happy to leave the European Union on Theresa May's terms, 
then I'd support the deal um, after a referendum. But if they say they would rather remain in the European Union, bearing in mind what's happened for the last couple of years, and we've got years, if not decades, of more uncertainty to come, I, I would obviously be happier with that outcome. But, but there are plenty but it's of for people, people to decide. Yeah, but there are plenty of people who also would say, we've already voted to leave, right? So surely if you are going to ask them again what they want to do, the circumstances of those two questions should not be remain or leave. Uh, it should be leave on Theresa May's terms or leave with no deal. I think the, the reason why I wouldn't vote for that option is I think it would be catastrophic to leave with no deal. I think the, the chaos that would ensue, it, no, no responsible government or no responsible parliament could, could reasonably say to people, yeah, don't worry, you can vote to no, you know, no deal and, there, and that will be consequence free. It will be an absolute catastrophe. OK, well, we may uh, not see that happen. We may not believe that that's going to happen. Let's take some calls there, if you don't mind, Wes. Yeah. Just sit there for a moment. Dan in Wiltshire uh, wants to talk to us. Hello, Dan. Stan, sorry. It's Stan. It's Stan. Stan, my apologies. Sorry. Yeah, I blame the producer. You, you finally flushed me out, I'm afraid. I'm one of the 17.4 <laughs> extremists. <laughs> well, I'll I mean, you know, we knew, we knew we'd find you in the end, Stan. It, this programme has just driven me mad. These Tory MPs, they had a really good chance to get rid of Mrs May, get a new leader in and get back to Brussels and uh, renegotiate. And if they said no we're not going to renegotiate them. The new leader then had a mandate to come back to Parliament and say, I can't get another deal, we're going without a deal. And let's just have a straight, clean break, that's what I want. Well, it's very clear to me that the only way to get a better negotiated deal is to send somebody else, not to reason it because she's already, it she's already had a go. Mike, the, if, the best way to assess this is to listen to people who are completely detached. Now, I don't hold with much of what Donald Trump says, but if Trump says, I guess this is a good deal for the, for the EU, I'm prepared to believe that. And if Alexander Downer says that the country, who was the ex-Australian uh, High Commissioner, mm. says that um, we were a colonial power, we gave freedom to so many colonies, only now to have a government trying to make us a colony ourselves. Well, I don't know if you've been listening to what Wes Streeting's been saying, but Wes, how would you tell Dan, Stan, uh, basically, that things are going to need to be re-evaluated and things are going to need to be re-judged and there has to be another referendum? Well, I mean, basically, where we are now is I think we're, we're stuck between a choice between a painful Brexit or a pointless Brexit. So the pointless Brexit is kind of where we're heading, where we're leaving the European Union, but under Theresa May's deal, we would still be subjected to EU rules and regulations, but with no say over them, which is pretty pointless. And I, and I agree, you know, how, how, how is the whole point of, of Brexit being kind of sovereignty and, and total independence, and yet we're subjected to rules with no say? So that would be pointless. But then the other alternative is, you know, you go for a harder Brexit, you sever economic ties, and, and that's a painful Brexit where the economy suffers, jobs are lost, um, factories close, people move yeah, their people jobs overseas. Yeah, people have been overseas. saying this for a long time, right? And I've just had uh, Charlie Mullins here who's been talking about investment dropping. And investment is at a very high level at the moment in this country. The so-called, um, you know, unexpected or, or unknown future is not causing people to leave the country. It's not causing financial companies to move to Frankfurt. We have now got the highest occupancy level in the City of London for rental, commercial rental space and more wanted than we've ever had, right? So the idea that we are somehow heading for a catastrophe is an entire pie-in-the-sky argument, isn't it? I don't know about that. I mean, firstly, just to point well, out... Well, you don't you know, know about what? I don't think what you've just said is, is true, actually, because... Well, well, the City of London have put no, their own figures out and they were in no, the sure, Times no, last week. Yeah, if but you want me to produce... No, 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 them, no I, 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 I agree with you on that point, but what I'm saying is financial services... Um, is the best prepared 
uh, industry in the country when it comes to Brexit. They've got very thorough contingency plans there ready. I'm more concerned about um, manufacturers, some of the you know car industry up north. I think you know the the sort of north and the Midlands regional industrial heartlands of our country are most at risk because they rely on um, supply chains that run across Europe. That's not just about moving parts, but also servicing contracts. All of those things are made more difficult and are potentially put at risk if we leave the European yeah, Union with, with a task with a bad deal. The problem deal. is that everything that has been said would happen has not happened. So now we're being told, oh yeah, but that's because Brexit hasn't happened yet. So in fact, uh, because the and previous we've got, you know, we've got a two-year transition, happened. so people wouldn't necessarily be making those sorts no, of decisions. No, but don't yet, forget but about all the dire warnings that were issued by David Cameron and George Osborne. I know that you're not on their side of the aisle, but you know <laughs> they made a lot of, pro of predictions that didn't come true. In the same way that we were told if we didn't join the euro, we'd be in a terrible place you know we didn't and we're not but let's just go on what we do know but you know straight after the referendum mark carney came in to um try and stabilize the economy with sort of massive um injection um, of cash from the bank of england we know that the chancellor has already now allocated and released billions of pounds across government departments to prepare for um, a no deal brexit that's billions of pounds that i think will be better spent on police and schools and these aren't sort of hypothetical maybe in the future decisions these are decisions that are being taken now and there are some businesses who've already said that they've changed their decisions or moved jobs abroad because of brexit so um, you know, we do know it is having an impact, um, but you know, the, to, I, I, I take your cynicism. You because 30, it's not cynicism. I just deal with facts. I don't deal with dreams. I don't deal with well, I think that's projections. Where of, I also that's think that's where a lot of voters are. I mean, you know, that people aren't interested in forecasts and predictions. But you know, we've got to try and make decisions now as MPs that give our country the best chance of success further down the line. And you know, leaving the European Union on Theresa May's deal or going for a harder Brexit is not going to make our country stronger, safer, or better off. Wes, thank you very much indeed. I'd love to argue for longer, but I've got to go to the news. This is, of course, Talk Radio. That was Wes Streety, Labour MP. I'm Mike Graham. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.